Hello, welcome to Spontaneous Stories, a podcast where we take random beginnings and endings to stories and try and create the middle. For this one, I asked people I knew to give me the made-up beginnings and endings of currently non-existent stories. I made sure to tell them not to use already well-known stories, because I didn't want to end up putting the beginning of The Wizard of Oz with the ending of the movie Seven. What's in the box? Probably Toto. Uh, <laughs> all the podcasters here have a deep interest in storytelling. Some like myself and the other Tommy both do stand-up comedy. We like to tell a lot of stories in that medium. Eli and Phil, on the other hand, more into filmmaking, love to tell stories that way. In addition to the stand-up, I've spent a great deal of time uh, writing screenplays and other short stories. I thought this would be a fun way to create some new stories. Let's get into the action. Here we are. It's uh, Spontaneous Stories, a little podcast with me, Tommy Pagano. Me, Phil Thompson. Myself, Eli Bernstein. This is Tommy Gonzalez. We're kind of making a little uh, Tommy sandwich right here. Oh, yeah. All right, so we have been given randomly a beginning and ending to a story. And it's our job in the next 10 minutes to fill in the whole middle of the story. Yeah. Are you guys all, all ready? Yeah. I'm ready. So the beginning of a story is that two 12-year-olds dig up a, a body, dead or alive, and the ending of our story is a whale finds friendship in a sea turtle and a rubber boot. Ready? Got uh, 10 minutes on the I'm clock. Ready. Well, all right. So start it. All right. Go ahead. So, uh... Jonathan and Elizabeth, hanging out in the park, find a little uh, lump on the ground. And um, they're like, what the heck is this lump? <laughs> and so they're like, all right, what are their names? Jonathan and Elizabeth. So Elizabeth is like, yeah, Jonathan, get me a shovel. So he doesn't have a shovel, so they just kind of poke at it with sticks, and they kind of take the dirt off, and then they find... What are you doing with describing? They're like taking the dirt off. Oh, yeah, with- they're like... They're, like, ripping the dirt off the ground and trying to get to what's under that lump. With both and their hands, like, yeah, clawing yeah, at it? Yeah, with both their hands clawing at it. Um, and what do they find? Um, just, like, a person's, like, side of their body, like, haunches. Like, just kind of, like, the love handles is what they uncover. It's, like, a little sort of, like, mountain of skin. And it's cold. And it's it's not moving. And she's like, I need a shovel stat, Elizabeth says. And Jonathan, he, he runs around. He sees, he sees a garden shed. And if <laughs> lucky enough, it's unlocked. He gets a shovel. He runs on back. But by, by that time, he comes back. And Elizabeth is nowhere to be seen. Of course, he, he then goes to the mound um, that has been kind of undone. And uh, the has been he he's calling out, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, where are you? And... He looks down, and there's a bit of a hole, right? And he looks down in the hole, and it's a, a trench, you know? It's, like, the shape of this, uh, you know, thing that they have found. It, it's preserved like a shell, like an empty egg, but it's not there. So he kind of climbs inside, and he's kind of feeling around. You can tell this is a, a very rotund person, and he's kind of in, like, uh, the... The rotunda of the, the, the gullet of this person. And he's feeling around and he hits kind of like a brush 
and then he falls down. So Tommy falls into this large networking cave system. Oh, no, Tommy, no, he doesn't. I did not Jonathan do that. falls into a large connected cave system. And it's sort of half flooded with water. He has just about enough, enough space for his head to get through, but his, his body of probably like, I don't know, 5'8", probably 5'9", feet tall. 12, right? He's 12, 5'9". How, how tall are you? He's 5'11". He's a tall, slender he's kid. He's a tall kid? Yeah, he is a tall kid. At 12, he's 5'11"? He's, a, he's, a, he's an early, and despite his size, early the, bloomer. The most promising point guard in all of time. But that's, yes. That's <laughs> so he's about in this... Close to six foot tall. Twelve <laughs> He's a freak. Yeah, uh, he's got about as much much room just to have his head uh, breathing. There's a, there's enough air. He starts walking, and he's going down this tunnel, and he sees a big hole at the end of the tunnel, sort of an expanding amount of darkness out there. And so he walks to the end of the tunnel, and it's a cliff, and he looks down at the cliff. And then he thinks about, uh, you know, how he found death, he uncovered death, and now his sister's gone. <laughs> and he's kind of slowly, slowly realizing what's the point of this, if we're all going to die. And so then he jumps. And, and as he falls, time passes, and he ages into an old man and a corpse and a skeleton, and he fully decomposes and is absorbed into the ocean because... Jonathan's life was never some, you know, point of anything but a finite blip on all of existence. A baby is born, uh, flowers grow and die, uh, and somewhere out there, a man on an island starts to lose his tribe to colonialism. We're all just people doing our best in this tiny piece of existence we call ours, and Jonathan... Well, he has gone. I, uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Elizabeth reported the body to the police and was getting a soft serve ice cream <laughs> down the block. And uh, she starts thinking, hey, where's John? <laughs> she says, I know chocolate on a cone is his favorite. Let me get him some. So she... Uh, Goes to a uh, old O'Leary, the the one-eyed ice cream man that lost. Uh, he's got a little bit of a limp, and he lost his eye in the war, in the trenches, and he's never been quite the same. He's a little he's a little slow to the punch, but you know he's got guts. He's got he's got that that thing about him, you know, bursting with you know sexual energy, <laughs> vigor. <laughs> Just somewhere inside. And, you know, she slams a nickel on the counter and says, John's going to want to eat. And he says, yeah, 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 I, I, I got you. And he scoops it on it. And she goes back to the park. And she sees this giant hole in the ground where that th- mound of flesh was. And she realizes then that, uh, that John is no more. <laughs> He has certainly fallen to his abject doom. So as one final tribute to her fallen friend, her, uh, her presumptive eighth grade dance date, no more. He takes the little ice cream cone. 
<laughs> well, hey, you can take your look, sister to the prom. Right, you know what? Actually, I have a funny story about that we'll talk about later. She throws the ice cream cone down into the gorge. And somebody says, what the hell is that? <laughs> and within the water... The water? No, the underneath, water. in the hole. Because you dump... Remember? Oh, yeah, dumped, yeah, splish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the noise S- made. It wasn't a splash, it was a splish. Splish. So after the splish, uh, Elizabeth looks down in the hole, and someone calls back to her, who the hell just threw that ice cream on my head? There's none other than... Todd, the white whale, <laughs> who has been living in those tunnels and has <laughs> recently been feasting on the dead corpse of her brother Jonathan. <laughs> she says, what's the matter? Who is that? And he says, I'm Todd. And that's enough to get Elizabeth to jump into that hole. <laughs> and she jumps, falls into... And starts riding onto this lonely whale. And <laughs> she and the whale, Todd, go out into the sea. And they just continue to ride through the sea. And um, Elizabeth asks, why are you so lonely? And Todd says, because I'm the only whale of my kind. <laughs> there's no one else. There's no one else that I could interact with. And Elizabeth says, what about me? (laughs) And then Todd says, but you're a human. And Elizabeth Elizabeth says, yeah, but I could still be your friend. And Todd's like, no, I have to be friends with my own kind. No one else will understand. And Todd continues to, to swim, swim so fast, he loses Elizabeth. And he swims, and then Elizabeth trails off, and Todd keeps going, and Todd's like... Thank God I'm rid of her. <laughs> I just want to be alone. And, and, and that's what we're talking about today. Transitions. <laughs> the boundaries we draw of who we will and will not interact with. I'm Ira Glass. This American life. And you may think our story of Todd with the Whale is over. But it's not. He said he wanted to be alone. But today, he's got friends. And they might not be what you'd expect. Tommy Gonzalez has the story. So, we're going to take a little sidebar and, and wrap it all up. <laughs> so, your name is Nancy. You're a 90-year-old woman living in Brooklyn. And you say, my grandson, Ignatius, is going to love this gift. What did you get him? You got him a little sea turtle from a questionable man that ran an ice cream parlor. Who's got a little, he's a little slow, but there's something kind of cute about him. Anyway, um, so you buy him this sea turtle, right? And he, he, he gets it. It's his 10th birthday. And he's like, Grandma, what, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? Is this what, is a fucking turtle? What am I going to do? I'm going to eat it. I can't eat turtles. I'm going to make a soup. I'm 10 years old. What am I going to do with this turtle? So he flushes it. Down the drain, goes into the East River, and goes into the ocean. And this turtle, what's his name? His name is Bugmeister. And what does Bugmeister say? Damn, I was really just uh, rejected after being sold into abject slavery from this 90-year-old woman. What am I going to do now? And uh, he's just swimming in the ocean. Turtles are a long time. This is about 200 years. When finally... He's swimming along. He hits a, the big garbage patch in the Pacific Ocean. 
And there he sees a rubber boot sinking down. Uh, A submarine has been sank, and all the sailors are climbing out, gasping for their last (laughs) breaths, but then the oil catches fire, and they all burn. And the boots are just coming down. These rusty boots are almost done. When all of a sudden, a, a big whale comes in, this white whale, and it's Todd. And he's very old and decrepit. He's a wrinkly whale. He looks like he's been pruning. And it's not because he's lived in the ocean all his life, but because he's old. And this bugmeister, this turtle, says, what are you doing here? And the whale says, I'm lonely. And bugmeister says, I'm lonely too. (laughs) And Todd says, well, you aren't my own kind, but uh, you're the only one I have left to relate to. And with the chorus of hundreds of Russian sailors screaming as they burn to death in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, in the Pacific Ocean garbage patch. They embrace, and they go down with the submarine. The end. Wow. That was quite the, the adventure we were on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Spontaneous Stories podcast. We had a lot of fun making it. I hope you had uh, some fun listening to it. If you have any suggestions for the beginnings or endings to stories, uh, just send it to tpags123 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.